Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried. I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. <laughs> and we're once again recording at Nutmeg with our engineer Frank Verderosa. Colossal obsessions. You a, just a, caught yourself. Yes, yeah, I even then... It was a, almost I a stumble. fucked up the title. No, it's part of the fun. It's part of the yes. appeal. Hi, Paulie. Hi, guys. How okay, and, and now, if you're wondering how useless Paul is, <laughs> I always talk about how, you know, I'll ask him, uh, can you look on the computer and find out who the star of the Andy Griffith show was, <laughs> and, and and he can't find it. Could, could you tell me what location Casablanca took place in? Oh, that was, that's uh, a tough yeah. one. Sicily. Yes. yes. <laughs> Close enough. And so, so here, I didn't ask him to do anything. There was a package of cookies here, and I had a hard time opening them. I was struggling... <laughs> So Paul goes, oh, I'll open that. And an hour and a half later, he's still trying to pick so up his, the package. So, not only that, but I screwed up one of the episodes because you were to turn around and shush me. When I would, I don't forget what we were doing when we did the uh, 200th. Yes, he was. Yeah. Op- oh, was that the night he was that, opening the package the of cookies? cookies. Yeah. And also, yes, you were nice yes. enough to leave them behind, and my entire meal the next day was cookies. There you go. So Frank benefited. It worked out. Yeah, we were doing we were doing Dennis Perrin's National Lampoon episode, and I heard some, what sounded like a mouse crawling oh, into a. Yes. Into I was a, trying to be very discreet. Yes. Uh, so his it. package opening skills rival his his, uh, re, yes. his research yes. abilities. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and I should say, we we're, we're uh, recording this on Quincy Jones' birthday. <laughs> That's, that's, and in that's case, important information. In case I haven't mentioned this, because uh, I, I, it slips my mind from time to time, uh, Quincy Jones says that Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor in the ass. It's been... Uh, <laughs> and we, have, we have confirmation. In case people missed it. Yes. It's been on the last six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Quincy Jones and I went to the same music school. Really? Yeah. What do you know about this prior Brando stuff? Well, I'll have to get back and check with the alumni organization. Okay. And see what we can find oh, that's out. six weeks. <laughs> there was a desperate plea made on our on our Twitter account today on in honor of Quincy Jones' birthday by Twitter Greg asking Quincy like he's going to show up. Yes, <laughs> he's going to show up. Oh, Gilbert's putting he's putting up the Quincy signal. <laughs> I must get thee to nutmeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, uh, I, I like to picture Richard Pryor with a terrified look. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's uh, more than bordering on racist, like kind of a Mantan Moreland and uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Look on his face. Willie Best? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Or like that. Butler, who was in the Three Stooges movie where Shimp I can't think of his name. Ghost. Gilbert would know. And 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 uh, not Sunshine Sammy Morrison. Oh, I no, don't. He was know. a. Ra- I think he was a rascal. Because I remember Shimp's invisible and he sneezes, and the black butler goes Gesundheit, and then he looks around and goes, "If there's nobody here, 
Hohe Magesundheit. <laughs> you know, this show, this show is nostalgia-based. And every week, Gilbert takes us back to 1956 in America. <laughs> it brings a tear. It does. You feel a tear forming? Solitary tear. Paul, Paul, Paul was in Italy. He's returned. Yes. And we can't tell you how much we missed having you. Well, thank you. Uh, I should have brought you back some uh, spaghetti amatriciana. Thank you very much for the for the Dino Martin album Absolutely. that you brought, Dino Dino <laughs> Dino Crocetti. That was so sweet of you. A, a couple of little a quick housekeeping thing: we didn't mention our friend Michael Weber wearing the orange wedge pin. That's right. To the Oscars, it was on the red carpet. Yes, we haven't gotten to that since we we haven't been doing many episodes for a while. So thank you, Michael. That was a, an historic moment and, for and this show. Francis McDormand. Wore a glass coffee table. I didn't realize. Uh, yes. that. Okay. <laughs> Was it a Bob Mackie original? Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> this oh. year, women are really shattering the glass ceiling. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And people loved the Gino mini episode. The last yes. time we were here doing a mini episode, uh, Gino was a big hit, and Danny Lobel. Who was sitting in that chair doing wonderful Jackie Jackie oh, Mason impressions? Oh yes, also terrific. But so we wanted to thank Danny and Gino. The Dave Thomas episode, also a big hit. Yes. With our fans, our most popular episode in a long time. But special thanks go to Michael for having the balls to wear. <laughs> and we have to get yes. him back to ask what the reactions were or how many people said, you know, who are you, uh, who are you honoring with that? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. With yeah your what, what group <laughs> was mistreated? Uh, was it the orange farmers? <laughs> That's what I told him to say. I said, say it's a ci- in, in solidarity with the citrus workers. So we'll get him back here and see and, what he and, said. And on the Gino episode, we get to hear uh, Sandra Bullock say that she'll fuck me. Yes. Don't yes. D- don't say that like Frank has it queued up because he doesn't. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> and always add it in. Yeah, add it in, Frank. <laughs> and don't lose this episode while you're at it. <laughs> that, epi- that episode is up. I know I know Sandra Bullock is going to find out some somehow. Uh, we're going to do a Gilbert Sings, which we haven't done in a yes. long time. We're going to do some shortened versions. Thank you, Paul. See? He's <laughs> audience of one. <laughs> Yeah, but a very enthusiastic one. And what a, what better day to do it than Quincy Jones' birthday? <laughs> Who told us that Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor in the ass as his eyes were popping out of his head? <laughs> oh my God. While he was eating ice cream and farting, apparently. My God. <laughs> All right. So these are requests from listeners. And we're going to start with this one. This is from Ray Gustini. I assume it's Gustini, G-U-S-T-I-N-I, one of my people, not Justini. And uh, he would like to hear Gilbert sing. Are you familiar with this song by the West Bank? Not very You well. tried to get Michael McKean <laughs> to sing this with you. Do you have any memory of oh, that? Oh, that's right. And he politely declined. Michael was in the West Bank. Uh, excuse me, the left, left bank, bank. <laughs> not the left bank, not the West Bank. He was in the, he was in the left bank, I think, after this song was recorded. Uh, because I find no connection, specific connection to Michael in this song. But we figured we'd take a shot at it since Ray requested it. Oh, you so, know, I just recently met uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. And and I, I told him how we talked about his father. Oh, you on did? On every, every, singing Everybody Plays the Fool. Oh, yeah. The main ingredient. What did yeah. he say? 
<coughs> I don't watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> did he have uh, a no. did he have a reaction? Uh, no, he he seemed very happy about That's that. That's nice. I met him backstage at the View a, a couple was, years ago. Everybody plays the full. What was their other hit? Uh, uh but, 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 I just I think it was I just don't want to be lonely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Main ingredient. Good stuff. We just lost him. Cuba Gooding <laughs> Senior. You want to take a shot at this? Okay. Uh, this is the left bank. You guys will know this song. Paul, have a little trivia about it afterward. Here we go. Here we go. And when I see the sign that points one way, the lot we used to pass by every day. From deep inside the tears that I'm forced to cry From deep inside the pain that I choose to hide Just walk away, Renee You won't see me follow you back home Close. Now has a raging sound That was just... You hear the flute. It fades the out flute. the flute. I know. What I don't want to fade out on the flute. I just don't want another verse. <laughs> what What inspired the use of the flute in Walk Away, Renee? Oh. Gilbert? Um, I don't know. The flute solo in what other pop tune just before that time? California Dreamin'. Oh, wow. it, it is reminiscent of yeah, California is. Dreamin', it is. isn't it? Yes. How about that? That's a good one. So, uh, what else did you find out about Walk Away, Renee? Well, here's the other thing. Sadly, Paul and I could not walk away. Now, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. From my from my research, <clears throat> excuse me, it says Michael Brown, who was one of the songwriters. Yes, indeed. Decided to capitalize on the success by assembling a band called the Left Bank, which included Michael McCain on guitar. Now so this, this sounds like this doesn't have it. Michael McKean written as one of the musicians on on this song. Now we'll yeah, call Michael so we and we'll know. ask him. Yeah. Al Rogers, John Arbor, John Abbott, Paul <coughs> Paul Fluffer Hirsch. You know Fluffer. Oh jeez. <laughs> Mike Brown, Harry Lukowski, John. Uh, yeah, I don't see. Um, I'm, I'm sure that guy Fluffer never put up with any abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. So your your research says that Mike McKean was involved with this it's, recording. Because I seem to remember him telling us that he came later. Yeah, it, it's a little vague here, so that might be right. If we have it on the on the record, that's probably right. Yeah. Now here's the of course here's the here's the big question. Mm-hmm. Who was Renee? Well, Renee was the girlfriend of somebody else in the band the, the that the songwriter player. had a crush on. That was the, S- the scandalous. Uh, yeah, you, there, well, there was trouble in that band. If yeah, they, if these right, they, they, yeah, the guy Michael Brown who wrote the song was in love with the bass player's girlfriend. Oh, and so he wrote the song about his unrequited love for. It's kind of like Layla. So here, that's right. So here, wow. here's, here's here's how bad it was. 
Renee Fladen was in the control room when Michael Brown tried to record his harpsichord part. <coughs> he later said he was shaking so badly he couldn't play the part, and he had to come back when she wasn't there to re-record it. How about that, Gilbert? Wow, should I sing so. the second half? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and more importantly, a fluffer is one of those girls they hire to keep guys' dicks hard in between sex scenes and porn. So just fl- that's, just that's fluff a away, fluffer. Renee. Yeah, right. Just fluff away, Renee. Yeah, just fluff <laughs> just away, <laughs> Renee. Yes. Us well, the B side. We managed to eviscerate any emotion from any of these tunes. And that they it might takes fluff, had. fluff, fluff to make a fluffer nutter, <laughs> marshmallow fluff, and lots of peanut butter. Virtue spread, spread, spread your bread with peanut butter and marshmallow fluff. And, and that's, that's a fluff a nutter. That's beautiful. It's fucking delicious. I, I didn't. I didn't have that one on my list. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Don't say this song is an educational. Apparently, the Four Tops also covered it. Did you know that, Paul? No, I, I did know that. And uh, and Linda Ronstadt and, and recorded it. Renee also inspired the band's second subsequent song, which, which was, was "You Got Me." I'm in love with a pretty ballerina. Oh, pretty ballerina. Pretty that's ballerina. right. That's right. That's right. So that's about that's the left bank, Gilbert. How? Left bank. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. How is Linda Ronstadt doing? I don't know. We should call her and see if she's up for an interview. Yeah. Um, did you did you know that? Did you say that she covered this? She did song. Yeah, that's she her. did cover it. Peter Asher could certainly put us in touch with her if she was willing. Her, her old producer, if she was willing I don't to do know something what, how like well that. She... I don't. Yeah. I don't either. She can speak. I don't know either. Yeah. But we, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should give it a shot, and find out. That would be a very popular booking. Here's one we know you love, Gil. Yes. Uh, this is from uh, boy. That already. This episode is only half old. <laughs> it's only. What am I trying to say? We're only halfway through it. Half old. I'm tired. We're only halfway through the episode. Already, we've had a Manton Moreland reference. <laughs> Willie Best. Clincy Jones' birthday. I, I think we're all half old. And I point. think I mentioned Marlon Brando. You might have. Richard Pryor. <laughs> you might have. In the ass. This was recommended, uh, this was this was suggested by Gilda. I don't know Gilda who. She did not leave a last name. But she wants to hear you sing this pop classic. It's Ooh, a, it's a, it's a bubblegum pop classic. Oh, absolutely. From 1968. Yes. It's 50 <laughs> Years old. Actually, technically, she just said, I missed the One Hit Wonders episodes, and she was not specific, so I chose this. Well, did did you explain that that Verderosa loss? I did not. This is the one song you sang over and over again <laughs> in those episodes. <laughs> anyway, Gilda, okay. Gilda suggested we do One Hit Wonders. I thought, what's 50 years old? This song is... Per- okay. Perfect for Gilbert. And so let's give it a and shot. It still stands. Yes, it's a classic. <laughs> okay, Frank, we'll try it. Yummy, yummy, yummy! I got love in my tummy, and I feel like loving you. Love you, touch the sweet thing, good enough to eat thing, and it's just what I'm gonna do. It's a little behind. Oh, God, hold you. Oh, I love to kiss you. Oh, I love it so. Oh, love you sweeter. Sweeter than sugar. Oh, love, I won't let you go. 
part. Ooh, that bass. The loving that you're giving is what keeps me living And your love is like peaches and cream Kinda like sugar, kinda like spices Kinda like what you do Kinda sounds funny, but you love honey And honey, I love you <laughs> that was beautiful. How do you think you did on that one? Great. <laughs> you, you would be mistaken. I, I think I think the music was off. You do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was from Super K Productions. Do you know about Super K? I do Kazanitz and Katz were two Jewish fellas from New York who were behind a lot of these bubblegum bands. Oh, uh, geez. They were the producers behind The Shadows of Night. Uh, 1910 Fruit Gum Company. Oh, who wow. Who did Simple Simon Says. Put your hand. You remember that? They, oh, they, yeah. They put your hands in the air. That's right. Simple Simon Says. And crazy Elephant. Put them down by copied, your side. Uh, Fruit Gum Company copied Yummy, Yummy, Yummy. Or covered it. That's right. Um, That's right. The Ohio Express's other hit was Chewy Chewy. You don't know that no. one? It was a hit <laughs> on Buddha Records. <laughs> and I did the one Jewy Jewy. You did Jewy yeah, Jewy? Yeah, I didn't like, realize yeah. that. I remember that one. <laughs> so you may poo-poo this song. I won't, but because I love bubblegum pop. Okay, well, even if you didn't, this, this was written by Who do you Arthur? think asked Ron Dante to be on the show? <laughs> uh, this was written by Arthur Resnick and Joey Levine. You bet. Who are more familiar to you than you think they are. <clears throat> because Arthur Resnick was co-writer on the following tunes, Under the Boardwalk, Oh yes, Good Lovin', and Yummy, 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 and some others, and he's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Joey Levine is 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 with us. Oh. And jo- and Joey Levine wrote, a cla- wrote several classics we all know. One is Sometimes You Feel Like a Nut. Yes, he was a jingle wow. writer. He was a jingle Sometimes guy. He, like he was a jingle he, guy. He wrote Gentlemen Prefer Haynes, <clears throat> and you ready for this one? Come See the Softer Side of Sears. That's it. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That was his second career. <laughs> yeah. He, right. Yeah, but he was a pop guy. But you know, that's right. I, I, I remember there's, there's one, you could look it up on the internet if you're so inclined. <laughs> one episode of Three's Company where John Ritter is wearing shorts and he does some kind of, uh, you know, pratfall or something, and, and his balls are hanging out of his shorts. And a reporter asked him, they said, uh, you know, in there's one scene where they say, you could see one of your testicles <laughs> hanging out. And John Ritter said, well, sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> Is that a true story? Yeah. <laughs> we should do an all testicles episode with that oh. one and the, and the Mr. Belvedere story. Oh, that's right. <laughs> It's like a, I cringe every time I hear the Mr. It'll Belvedere be a deep story. cut. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you know about this song, Paulie Paul? Uh, that's about it. It did make a Time Magazine. You ready for this? Top yeah. 10 list? Time Magazine's 2000 list of top 10 songs with silly lyrics. It was only number eight. How dare you? Still. <laughs> How dare you? 
Joey Levine was was a bubblegum guy, like Ron Dante. Yeah. He was, yeah. in fact, I think he's a friend of Ron's, certainly a contemporary. He sang a song, Quick Joey Small. Do you know that one? No. Do you know Life is a Rock, but the radio rolled me? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. He's the guy talking a million miles a minute, going, Aretha Franklin, J. Richards, Life is a, you know that song? Oh, yes. <laughs> He's kind of a genius and a fast talker. Uh, this song appeared in The Simpsons, in, uh, in the episode Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. It's in a Monty Python sketch. Uh, How Not to Be Seen, one of my favorite Python sketches. It's in the movie Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and Super Size Me on uh, the Immortal Buddha Records. Yep. Yeah, the the, the Fruit Gum Company was oh, on yeah. Buddha Records. Do you remember that label? Oh. With a Buddha? Oh, wow. And the gold Buddha and the multicolored label? Um, so we should get some of these guys. Yeah. yeah Ron Dante was really interesting, and we should get Kazanis and Katz um, and and do a, do a bubblegum pop episode this is all kind of stuff up your alley you don't oh, know yeah. chewy chewy well you know what i'll wait, have wait. frank put it on the chewy, end of the ep- chew. chewy chewy was the other hit by the ohio express and we'll have we'll, we'll have frank tacking on to the end of this is there uh, a way you can find it now not you paul <laughs> <laughs> frank can you find chewy chewy because i know gilbert will know it Musically complex. Yeah. <laughs> We're layering on here. Oh, all right. You'll know the chorus. And Paul did some research, and that's actually a love song for Chewbacca. It was a very popular... <laughs> How does it compare to Jewy Jewy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, it's funny. Those bubblegum pop hits... Still hold up. They do. Yeah. And they stick in your brain. Yes. Forever yes. and ever and ever. Yeah. yeah, we'll do we'll do a whole bubblegum uh one hit wonders episode. We could, two hit you know, wonders we could, down you, the we road. We could look up this uh Time magazine uh, chart of uh top ten songs with silly lyrics. I bet we could find some fun. What if we went there. back to Joe McGinty's place? Frank yeah. didn't lose the audio this time. What if we went back? Well, now you're asking <laughs> a lot. What would be awesome is if I came and did the sound for it and lost the episode. <laughs> That'd be perfect. We do. We went to McGinty's and we did an all bubblegum yeah. night with you. Yeah. Uh, with you singing along with the crowd. What do you think of that idea? Oh, maybe. Okay. He sounds really sold on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the third one. Uh, so thank you, Gilda, uh, and thanks to everybody who goes on Patreon and posts these things. They're so much fun, and Gilbert really looks forward to them. Yeah. Uh, this is from Paul Ekstrom, and I was just telling Dara outside. <clears throat> this gentleman has been requesting that you sing this song for the last year. Or half a year uh-huh. on Patreon, and we were never able to get around to it. And he just kept saying it and saying and and posting every month. See the title, doesn't damn it! I want about. Gilbert to sing this song. Well, we'll let Paul. Uh, we'll let Frank play you a little bit of it. Yeah, just to familiarize you with it first. But he also has a request. He wants you to sing the <laughs> chorus as Jerry Lewis. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Paul, let's see if he. Uh, if I keep calling Frank Paul. <laughs> 
Frank, let's see if he knows this at least. You know this. This is one of the biggest songs by Styx. Ring a bell? A little bit, yeah. It will after the intro. Lady, oh. when you're with me, I'm smiling. Give me, whoa, 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 your love. Want to try a little? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Take us back, Frankie. We'll give it a little shot for Paul Ekstrom, who's been waiting a very long time for this. <laughs> the poor man. Okay. This should be interesting. you anymore <laughs> oh that, that was special yeah that was worth that was worth the wait <laughs> the temperature in the booth here went up about 10 degrees during yes the that was and paul you probably didn't even hear that frank put in a little bit of an extra touch in there i heard something because it was up so loud you probably didn't hear this <laughs> I can't I can't believe He is horrible He is horrible <laughs> It's pro- appropriate Oh that is so can't funny. I can't believe Frank would put that in the I know. Frank, can you find Sandra Bullock saying, yes, I will oh, fuck you? What I wanted to do is when you were singing the emotional part, I was going to try to fly in, yes, Gilbert, I will fuck you, but I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. Ah. okay. Maybe it's not can, labeled as such, but I'm going to get those on the ready for future He'll episodes. get them on the ready. You should have that that laugh thing to just use on cue. When, it's when needed. So great. It's, it's wonderful. This reminds me, by the way, what you just did reminds me of your old bit about Jerry Lewis oh, sings the who. the who. Yeah. See me, touch me, see me, feel and touch, feel me. <laughs> 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 well,
Well, Paul Ekstrom was on to something. What do you have about this one? Well, I got, I got, uh, I got, here's a fascinating tidbit. Dennis DeYoung, who wrote it, was going to use an electric piano, but when he saw the grand piano in the studio, he went for it. He went acoustic. Now, the, but the only other good one I have here, I know that was good. That's going to be hard to top. Yeah. Uh, was Homer in an episode of The Simpsons, uh, that was taken from the Odyssey. He was Odysseus and they walked by the river Styx where they were playing Styx music and Homer said, Oh my God! This is hell. <laughs> the second song tonight that appeared in The Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. Well, as far as we know, "Walk Away," Renee did not appear in The Simpsons. Uh, well, but almost this, everything has appeared in The Simpsons. This song also turns up in uh, The Office, Freaks and Geeks, uh, the movie Underdog, the movie Old School, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Ah, sticks. You knew it, didn't you? Yes, yes. Their big Once it started playing. I think maybe uh, their only bigger hit was "Come Sail Away." <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, sticks, if the I, other, if the I other have that right. funny thing on this thing, I'm sure you saw this too, is that <laughs> a DJ on WLS in Chicago loved the song and kept playing it. It was going nowhere, and he played it every night at 8 o'clock for, I guess, weeks, maybe longer, and finally it caught on. So it was written in 1972. It reached its chart peak of number 6 in 1975. How about that? Three years later. Oh, that's persistent. There's a long history of DJs and <clears throat> and and record company people and radio people rescuing songs. Yeah, well, from the scrap heap not and making anymore. Them, making them in, well, not anymore. In the old days, not anymore. When the sure, disc jockeys could when play ter- what they wanted. Terrestrial radio was, right. was still. They, right. There was that one case. I forget who it was, but one DJ years ago that picked one song and he played it like 24 hours. What was that story? That's a good story, and I, I know that story, too, and now I can't think of the song. Well, Murray the K, uh, when we had Felix here. Yeah. Murray the K. Felix! <laughs> Which Rascal song was it? I think it was uh, um, not Beautiful Morning. Uh, maybe it was a Beautiful Morning. Uh, uh, Murray the K, they didn't think it was a single. Yeah. And Murray the K said, that's a single for me, and yeah. played it played it on the radio until it became a hit. But the, the record company wasn't behind it as a single. I would like also our listeners to just Google Dennis DeYoung from Styx years ago. And I didn't research this. I was just doing it from memory. Years ago, was impersonated. Someone, you have it? Uh, well, this is the uh, this, this story the of a guy who became a professional Dennis DeYoung. He was oh, scamming geez. people by posing oh, yeah. as Dennis DeYoung. Um, what I have was not exactly what we were looking for about the DJs, but yeah. uh, a DJ in... Austria, in December 2015, decided that Christmas people didn't have the Christmas spirit, so he locked himself in a studio and played Last Christmas 24 times in a row. That's not it. That, but that's the same, yeah, that's same cool. idea. But have you heard cool. there was a guy who's getting into the podcast world who's impersonating a researcher... Slipping into unwitting. I've heard of that. I've heard of that happening. There's a whole bunch of these barefoot Larry Justice who worked at WPGC in Washington, locked himself in his booth and played. There's a this happened all the time. Right then, Tim Robbins in the Shawshank Redemption locks himself in the uh, in the room and plays the uh, and plays the aria. Somebody played Grandma got run over by a reindeer 27 times. But Gilbert's story uh, that that story about the guy who kept playing the song over and over again until it was a hit. I know that story. Yeah, I have. We have to find that now. Of course, now our listeners are screaming into their devices. All right. Boy, if we had a researcher. If we did. Let me see if I can research a researcher for you. Yeah, look one up. (laughs) You go to LinkedIn on your device? Yeah. Pop pop had Clemenza. Look what we got. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I think it was Jenko. Papa had Jenko. Look what oh, we got. <laughs> if we had a wartime researcher, we wouldn't be in this shape, Paul. You know, I uh, I have to say, I should say it on the podcast for everybody to know, the tenderness and the, and the professionalism of this podcast is unsurpassed. Don't mention it. <laughs> Gil, you were outstanding tonight. See? Yeah. See? Yeah, Paul Ekstrom got his money's worth. To hear you sing, <laughs> lady, <laughs> Jerry Lewis. You want to you want to take us out, and uh, we'll do this again next time. Ah, uh, yes. So this has been on on Quincy Jones' birthday. It's also the day that B. Benaderet lost her virginity. I don't know if you know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Quincy Jones. Yes. Yes. I just threw that out there. <laughs> I have a uh, I have a spreadsheet at home that that, that uh, provides me with this kind of information. Yeah, yeah. If you could find that one, Thelma Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, <laughs> that's too easy. <laughs> Why am I so turned over right now? You are brilliant. Come here, I will fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Say goodnight, Gracie. This has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing. Colossal Obsessions. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the